Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during a Go Global webinar session featuring Connor Hisley who went on a Study China program and Connor Maxwell who went on an IELTS program and is hosted by Conlove Burns from the Queen's Careers, Employability and Skills Department. Hello everyone. Um, so in today's session, uh, we're going to just um, we'll introduce, uh, I'll introduce the Global Opportunities team. Uh, my name is Conlove and um, I'm part of the team, um, but we'll get on to that a little bit later on. Um, we'll give an overview of the opportunities available to, um, to study and work in Asia. Um, and this will you'll find as a good starting point for doing any of your research into any of these programs, um, if you're interested. We learn here from a couple of students who have been out on two of these programs, one um, on Study China and one on IASTE. They're both me and Connor, but we'll hear from them um, just about halfway through the session. Um, and, uh, and then we'll get on to some more of the, the study and work um, opportunities after that and then cover a little bit um, about how you can your next steps also. But um, before I suppose we get into the programmes, um, it, uh, it seems really strange to be talking about um, undertaking global opportunities considering that most if not all of us are dealing with lockdown in, in some way. Um, the opportunities that we're highlighting today are for summer 2021 onwards. Um, so although the thought of international travel may seem distant at the minute, um, hopefully um, in the new year the restrictions will be will, will change and a degree of normality will be will resume. So in terms of the Global Opportunities Team, um, we're, uh, we're based in the Student Guidance Centre um, and our aim is to promote and support students um, with international study and work programmes. We're a team of six um, including myself and my colleague Rory, who will be talking about some of the programmes um, later on. Um, and today is about giving you an insight into the opportunities. Um, and we would encourage everybody to, to review our website, um, which is up there on the slide, um, and find out more about the programmes. Um, again, like I said, today um, with the, with the programmes we'll mention is kind of like a starting point for your research. So we would ask you to go onto the website and find out more information there. Um, we also we try to engage with our students um, on, a, on a daily basis through email, video calls, drop-in sessions, um, and we run then a range of information sessions. Some of these are running during Go Global Week. Um, we'll put up the links for any more sessions that are running after this one. Um, but we have a further, um, I believe it's a further 12 running to, uh, between now and the end of the year, and they'll be more standalone sessions about certain programmes. Um, but what we would advise is to go on to My Future. We have all of our information sessions advertised in My Future. Plus, you can also um, book on to our virtual drop-in sessions, which take place on uh, each Tuesday and Thursday from 12 to 1. So you can book on to those if you're wanting just kind of more information um, from ourselves um, on, on My Future. So I'm going to get started on the, on the actual programmes that we're going to cover today. The first one I'm going to mention is uh, Study China. Um, so this allows students to go out uh, to China for, for three weeks. It's a summer program um, and gives students the, the, the opportunity to experience Chinese life and um, Chinese culture through um, visits to various um, locations and various tourist hotspots. Um, Chinese language um, through uh, actual uh, uh, courses um, about, um, that are teaching you um, the, the basics of Chinese language. 
And the same with um, Chinese business, um, there'll be um, classes run, dedicated classes, and kind of talking about um, um, Chinese uh, business as well. Um, we've seen um, students in the past who have um, went out in this program, not only have they undertaken um, the, the business and language classes, but you know they've, they've spent time visiting um, Chinese families, um, and like I say, going to different Chinese hotspots like um, the Great Wall of China and um, and, and other, um, other places. Um, the programme itself is due to take place um, in August 2021. Now, usually it takes place every summer. Last summer's um, programme, unfortunately, was cancelled due to, due to COVID. Um, but we have Connor coming along um, later on. He's going to talk about his experience. And he went out in the summer of 2019. So usually the, the programme stays quite similar each year. Um, your accommodation when you're out there for the three weeks is based on one of three university campuses. Um, and then obviously your, your classes will take place on campus as well. So the three accommodation um, places are Beijing Normal University, the East China Normal University in Shanghai, and the Zhejiang University in Hangzhou. Um, so in terms of the actual criteria, the, the program is open to all disciplines and all year groups. And that includes students who potentially would have graduated um, before the, the program takes place um, that summer. Um, there may be a few... Um, passport and visa requirements but um, but yeah it's open to all disciplines all nationalities and all all year groups um in terms of the costs um the tuition as in the classes the accommodation the organized trips that uh, go on during the week and the airport pickup and drop off they're all paid for by the program so students yourselves then have to cover the likes of flights any spending money any visa visa costs um, travel insurance, foods and vaccinations. And when we've talked to uh, students in the past, um, for that three weeks in China, it probably they've, they've said it costs around about um, 600 to 800 pounds, um, which isn't too bad for, um, for three weeks in China. Now, in the past, we've had bursaries available um, from ourselves in careers, employability and skills. And we would hope to try and have those bursaries available um, going forward as well. Applications for this program um, normally um, open around about the end of the year, um, December, and um, run on into Jan January time, and then close around about February. Um, we will be running um, some standalone sessions, information sessions um, like this um, through Webinar Jam. Um, they'll probably take place um, towards the start of next year. Um, but if you're looking for more information, you can go onto the Study China website with the, at the link there just at the bottom of the screen. The next one I'm going to mention is the JET program. Um, this is a teaching English program organised through um, the Japanese government. Um, they do look for two different roles. Um, I suppose the main one that would apply to, to our students would be um, the assistant language teacher um, program, um, or sorry, role. Um, so the aim of the, the actual program um, is to improve um, foreign language teaching in, in Japanese schools. Um, and then therefore participants, anybody undertaking the program, are placed around <coughs> excuse me, cities and towns and villages throughout um, Japan. This program now is only open to, to graduates. So you, you have to have already graduated. Um, and then it's a fixed term contract for a year. And um, the salary for the program is um, is quite it's quite good. It's um, approximately twenty three thousand uh, pounds um, for for anybody undertaking that program for the year. Um, there are a few um, criteria um, as in you must um, be a citizen of the UK um, by the application deadline. And also, apart from the twenty-three thousand um, pounds approximately salary that you can receive um, during the year, 
there's a one set of return flights um, to Japan that are paid for as well. So if anybody's interested in, in teaching English um, in Japan, it's a fantastic program after the graduate, obviously. Um, applications normally open around about November time. Um, now, we have a stall at the fair um, tomorrow. Um, that the Go Global uh, Virtual International Fair takes place between 12 and 2 tomorrow. Um, one of my colleagues will pop up a link um, later on um, in, the, in the webinar here um, of how you can register if you haven't already registered. But um, the JET program will be represented, so their store will be at, the, at the, the fair. So if you are interested in this program, no better way to start your research than coming along to the fair, going to their stall and chatting with them um, during, during the fair. Um, so you can also find out more information on the JET website, jet-uk.org. The next program I'm going to just mention is um, the IASTI program. Um, this is administered by the British Council. Fantastic program um, and allows students to go out um, on paid placements from six weeks to, um, to 12 months. Um, now, usually these are kind of STEM related, but what we would always advise um, any course um, should look into this. Um, they're open to any nationality as well. So if you're interested in undertaking a paid place, international placement, we would advise um, getting into contact with, um, with IASTE and letting them know your course and seeing if you would be able to apply for some of their placements. Again, IASTE, like JET, will be at the fair tomorrow. So if you're interested in undertaking one of these placements, definitely come along and chat to Mary, who will be on um, the IASTE stall tomorrow. In terms of the actual placement, um, we, it, 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 the placement um, takes place at a range of different organisations, but in the past we've seen them in government bodies and, and universities and companies as well. Um, the other Connery is going to be chatting now in a few minutes. Um, he has undertaken an IASTE placement and we'll hear more from him um, soon. In terms of the support you'll receive from IASTE, they help with choosing yeah, the employer um, and the placement you want to go to. They help with applying for visas, finding accommodation and settling into the, the country that you're going to. Um, not only um, do they have placements in Asia, but also in Europe and all around the world, we've seen students um, go to, to Africa as well um, during for their IASTE placement. And they don't just have um, physical placements. We've seen in the past that they have virtual placements as well. Um, so in terms of the costs, um, there is a placement fee um, of £200 um, for, the, for undertaking um, the, the placement. Um, and then the likes of flights, um, travel, visas, vaccinations and spending money um, would be required as well. Um, obviously, these are paid placements, so they, um, would be, uh, you would have a salary as well. Um, there has in the past been a scholarship available um, from ourselves and careers, employability and skills. And we would hope then to continue that scholarship into um, next, uh, next year also. So in terms of applications, they're on a rolling basis. Um, so what we'd advise is at this point, have a chat to IASI tomorrow at the fair. Um, they are coming along to do a standalone information session um, on the 27th of October. My colleague Rachel has just popped up the, the, um, the link in the chat function here. If you're, if you're interested in un undertaking this opportunity, you can um, go on and register for that webinar um, on the 27th as well. And you can also see um, further information on the IASTE website. So um, I'm just going to ask uh, my uh, the, the st two students who um, have kindly come along today to talk about their experience, just to turn on their cameras and their mics. Um, we've got Connor um, Heasley, who um, on, went and undertook the, the, the Study China programme. And we've got Connor Maxwell, who um, went on the ASTE programme. Guys, thanks so much for coming along um, today. Um, 
it's always great. Well, I could talk for an hour about all these opportunities, but you talking for five minutes sounds so much better um, to students. Um, <laughs> so um, I suppose um, what we'll do is just get to is maybe to just introduce yourself um, and talk about um, maybe what course you're on, your year of study, and your, your Queen's experience to date. Um, and if you can get Connor Heasley, maybe to just a quick 30 seconds um, about your experience. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm Connor. I uh, I'm doing a law with masters in technology now, but uh, I did it. I did an undergrad in law, and uh, in 2019, so yeah, I did. Uh, I went and studied China. I went to um, the universe. I went to Beijing Normal University for three weeks. Um, yeah, it was it was an incredible it was an incredible experience. Um, I uh, I went there. Uh, I, I I always wanted to go abroad. Uh, and, and at some point, in my university thing. So I applied for it pretty much as soon as the opportunity came up, and uh, it was yeah, it was it was incredible. Happy to take any questions about it. You have brilliant. Um, and, and Connor Maxwell, just the same, just a wee overview from yourself. Um yeah. Um how you doing? Uh, I'm Connor Maxwell. Uh, I'm currently a master's student here at Queens. Um, I'm studying mechanical engineering. Um, and I did a an IASTE placement in China. Um, the summer of 2019. Um, and yeah, I, I had a great time too, the same as Miller Connor there. <laughs> Brilliant. Here, thanks. Thanks, Kate. So um, I suppose, Connor Maxwell, um, can we just ask why, why you applied for AASTE? Um, to be honest, I really applied for AASTE because I thought it was uh, it's quite an affordable way to travel, I think. Um, you know, as you mentioned there before, the, the AASTE placements are all paid. And uh, I think international work experience, it looks very good on a CV. Brilliant. Um, and what about yourself, Connor um, Heasley? What, why did you apply for study China? Um, well, yeah, I, I, I wanted the opportunity. You know, like China is somewhere that in general it's pretty hard to get to. Actually, getting visas and things are pretty tricky. And uh, it was an opportunity to was learning Mandarin for three weeks out there. That that sounded just an, an incredible opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, it was and also it, it looks good. Like I'm, I'm now thinking like about. Doing jobs and things abroad, like I, I, it's something I always wanted to do. But you know, you, I mean, you never know if you could do it until you try it. And mm-hmm. no, 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 I think I, I could hack it out there. So yeah, I've gained a lot from it. Brilliant. And um, before we get on to maybe just a wee brief overview of your kind of your experience during your program, um, how did you how did you find the application process for Study China, Connor? Uh, me? What's yeah. Wrong? Sorry, Connor. He's a. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was grand at that point. I was I was applying to a lot of things. I was applying to study USA and a load of other ones as well. And so I had sort of got it down a bit of a fine art at that point. But basically, on the I remember there was a um, there was a little like like there was a wee sheet talking about it, and it's listed these four key things that you gain from it. You know, like learn a new language, meet new friends, these kind of things. And so I really just worked around like my whole application process. I just I stuck to them and explained those kind of things, which which were true. I did want to do all those things to learn a new language, to travel, and to meet new people. And, um, yeah, the application process was grand. The visa process was was pretty tricky, actually, to be honest with you. But uh, the application process was uh, wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and you know what? Just before I leave that, we we had um, I think during your time, Connor, we had about twenty five students. I think went out from Queens yeah. um, on the Study China program. It is you know it's 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 a UK wide program, so there could be about three or four hundred students from universities all over. And the UK going on it, so you know we've increased our numbers year on year. So I think we had about thirty or forty students who were due to go out last summer. Or sorry, this summer, 
but unfortunately with COVID weren't able to. So, you know, there's a, it's a very popular program, fantastic experience. Um, so, um, and the application process, yeah, that's brilliant to hear about the application process, Connor. So um, I suppose the same for yourself, Connor Maxwell, how do you find the application process for IASTE? Um, well, for IASTE, I thought it was, it was fairly straightforward, um, as far as I can remember. <laughs> um, it was, there's a bit of, um, you know, you go through the initial application process and there was a couple of um, documents to gather up along with it. But um, honestly, any any problems I ever had, I was just uh, the ASTI team, Mary and uh, the team, you know, they're very, very responsive getting back to me. Um, I didn't have a lot of trouble with it at all. Yeah, they're, they are they're, they're, they are a brilliant team. And as as I said, Mary will be along with the, if anybody's interested in ASTI, she'll be at the stall um, tomorrow um, to answer any questions. Um, so I suppose, guys, just you know, um, in terms of your your actual time out there, um, and how you got on and what you did, um, Connor Maxwell, if you wouldn't mind just maybe giving us a few minutes of you know when you got there, how you found the actual um, the I asked the experience. <laughs> I thought it was great. It was great. So we arrived out, um, and we did. Uh, there was an orientation, so uh, it was like all of the all of the interns. Um, at route in China from lots of different countries like um, Brazil and Europe and all over the place. So we kind of met up there for two days and did like a, a quick induction about what China is like and really kind of settle you into it. And then um, everyone kind of went to their own cities then. So I went to Changzhou. It was about, it's about four hours uh, west of Shanghai. Um, and uh, I actually lived with a, a host family over there. So I got a real insight into what life was actually like. Um, I, uh, my, my typical lifestyle, it was kind of like you, you work Monday to Friday um, and you develop all your professional skills and then uh, Friday evening hit. And um, you know I'd meet up with my friends after work and you'd be straight to the train station. And, you know, you'd spend a week in a, you know, a, a random city exploring, looking around. I thought it was. Uh, I had a really good time doing it, mate. Really good time. Yeah, and and how long were you out for, um, Connor, um, Maxwell? Um, yeah, I was out for three months, um, which is I think it's uh, it was a, it was a good time for me. Um, but to be honest, that China is such a, a big city. I could have spent you know a year, and I still feel like I wouldn't have seen half of it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Connor, um, he said he's supposed to say yeah. to yourself just a, kind of a couple of minutes about your your experience in study China. Yeah, well, mine was much shorter. Study China is only it was only it was only three weeks there. So yeah, basically it was um yeah Monday Friday the Mandarin classes were it's because you're actually in the university like you're staying in like a hotel on the campus and so yeah you have these actual sort of in like classes uh, eight till midday it was pretty much the class and then after that there some days they give you like ta like we like like things to do like we learned how to do Tai Chi one day uh, like calligraphy stuff like that there there were loads of things and then some nights to take you to we went to there was an option where you go to like the chinese opera or the acrobats so we went we went to see the acrobats that was that was good crack and then over the week over over the weekend they we went we went to the great wall of china for one day of it we went mm -hmm. to forbidden palace in beijing which was unbelievable and then one day to get you to stay you stay, spend a day with like a chinese family and like like cook uh, like cook dinner with them and have dinner with them and that was that was quite something i was like with this family called like the long family and they were, uh, yeah, it was, it was incredible, man. Um, yeah, nothing more to say. It was just, it was, it was class. I loved it. Like. Yeah, do you know what? You both kind of mentioned about staying with um, Chinese families when you we were out there. I think for me, that probably would be the you know one of the selling points to actually experience that. That would be would be absolutely amazing. 
Um, so in terms of you know, your, your experience and how it's going to um, stand you in good stead going forward, what, what, is there any um, professional or personal skills that you, you would have learned from, um, from undertaking the study China experience, Connor? Sorry, Connor Heasley. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, loads. Like as I said, I'm I'm now more like gearing my my career around the the chance to go back to China. Like I was only there for three weeks. That's another thing I'd recommend. If like because visas in China are pretty hard to get to, and so get so when you get the one for study China, it's for like like a month or two months or something like that. I think it's two months. And so yeah, make use of that and travel afterwards. I couldn't, but I would strongly recommend somebody do so. It's, um so yeah i, I learned again the whole load from it uh, uh yeah I, there's still people from all across the uk that i chat to like quite regularly uh that i met on it there are um yeah they're like i've got like got like a whole range of contacts from it i I'm, I'm thinking about like trying to see if i can get out there again work out there and uh yeah i guess i guess i'm probably more confident from it confident from it as well you know so yeah and i suppose it raises your cultural awareness you know as well you know, from, yeah. from being out there and I think these sort of experiences makes the world of a, a, a lot smaller. Um, yeah. And, you know, with, with companies nowadays that are maybe looking to recruit students and maybe have hubs all around the world, to be able to show that, you know, you've, you've went to China or went to another part of the world, stayed there for three weeks or three months, um, it just it's, it looks so good on the CV. And what about yourself, um, Connor Maxwell? Um, same, same question, you know, in terms of your experience and the skills that you've learned from being out there, um, you know, did you find it useful? Oh, for sure. Definitely found it useful. Um, so I was, most of my, I was sort of based, I was in a, a company that developed, um, you know, transmission pumps for the automotive industry. Uh, I always had like a, a passion and, you know, like cars and that sort of thing when I was growing up. And uh, it can actually be quite hard to get into companies here that, um, you know, that they're quite, quite tight companies to get into. So by doing the IASTI placement, I kind of got like a, a foot in and kind of seen what was, you know, going on behind the scenes. And it, uh, it looks very good to, you know, if I was to apply to automotive companies over here that I have a little bit of experience already. Um, oh, for sure. Um, I thought it was great now. It was great. Um, and what about maybe networking opportunities? Um, you know, will that help you because it was in your industry to, you know, apply for jobs and maybe, you know, maybe know a few people here and there? Oh yeah, um, for sure. Um, anytime, you know, I've been to a job interview once and, um, you know, they've kind of seen this on my CV and they've been like, you know, it's kind of, it's steered the direction of the interview almost, you know, my, my experience over there. So uh, it's, it's definitely, you pick up a good few contacts and lots of people on the inside, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Um, guys, I'm just going to ask about, um, about, I suppose, costs um, and Without delving down into the, the, the kind of the nitty gritty of exactly how much, you know, I suppose what we just kind of want to find out, you know, did, you know, how did you maybe, were you able to fund the cost and what was available and, um, you know, did you did you find it cost effective? Um, and Connor Heasley, I'll, I'll just yeah. refer to you first. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I it would be hard for me to pin down exactly how much it cost all in, but it, it really wasn't too bad. Like in China, cost of everything in China is fairly grand. Like the... They, they covered they covered a lot of the, the Chinese the, the University of Manchester which organized it covers a lot of your stuff I think the flights were covered accommodation was covered things they got there um and yeah well it, it was it was grand you know cost wise it wasn't it was never a real serious concern of mine out there I don't know if that sorry makes sense cock but I, I I was it was it was fine I would say it wasn't too big of a burden yeah just just to um elaborate on that I suppose the uh, 
they do cover the cost of accommodation and trips and airport pickup. I think you have to cover the cost of your own flights. But how is it? Um, how is it? Flights, yeah, yeah, I think that the, 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 we, in the Not past we've had bursaries available for students, but um, yes. hopefully we'll be able to, to to have that going forward. And what about yourself, Connor Maxwell? I know obviously you were you got how we're on a paid placement, but it, you know in terms of the cost of living and the general costs, how did you find it? Um, I think the biggest expense for me, uh, we had to cover the flights, you know, the flights out there to China. That was probably the most expensive. Um, but in terms of the, I think the, the ASD placement, um, they actually set us up with, you know, a host family. So I wasn't paying rent or any of that. Um, and Connor Hazley mentioned there, you know, the food is, is a little bit cheaper than over here. So what I was getting from my paid placement, that was more than enough to cover, you know, my living costs over there. And, you know, have a bit on the side to do a bit of traveling and that sort of stuff you know okay um i suppose a, a few uh, relatively easy questions now guys how did how did you manage with the likes of um the food over there um you know sometimes we get students coming back saying you know to, to different places saying oh well i i lived at mcdonald's for you know two <laughs> weeks um how did you manage with with the with the food um i will you get you get that i, I knew a few people out there as well who who were who were struggled a bit whether there was out in the mcdonald's but um no it's it the food is incredible out there to be honest with you out the peking duck and all that stuff had all the weird stuff as well you got to try it man had the had scorpions i had like a seahorse all this weird stuff yeah 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 it was great man loved it yeah <laughs> and what about yourself Connor maxwell did you eat any seahorses uh no seahorses for me no seahorses for me um but yeah definitely the the food was that's uh, it's great over there it's it's definitely different i'll put it like that yeah. Um, I mean, I lived with the host family, so I sort of just, yeah. you know, I had what they were having. You know, um, they took a real hand out of me one time. Um, you know, your food all there sort of comes in little bowls, and you like pick bits and pieces of everything. You're eating away, and um, I was eating away at this sort of thing. It looked like, uh, you know, it was all kind of mixed up with vegetables. It's like a meat with vegetables. I was eating at it, and I could see they were kind of laughing at me. Turns out I was eating caterpillar. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely different. Definitely different out there. You get and some what, experience from it. And what about the language barrier, um, guys? How did you find? How did you find that? Yeah, that that, that was pretty tough. Not gonna lie. Like uh, when we did the classes, and the classes were were pretty intense, to be honest with you. Like, it's it's at like a low level, but uh, you know, like the, the the teacher only does speak to you in Mandarin. So um, I t I try my best at it. It's it's damn hard to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, it, there's the level of, there's almost no English in Beijing really. Like they have it, uh, so it, it was tough, but you, you sort of have to adapt to those kind of things. It's it's part of the process, like uh, it's part of the experience. Sort of yeah. to do it was good. Yeah, Connor Maxwell, how how is it for you? Uh, it's good. It's it kind of makes you take for granted. You know, if you're over here, you can understand everyone. You know, whereas. <laughs> You're kind of working in a company and um you know you're you're asking somebody on the the factory floor a question and you know they, they have no english yeah and i i have very little chinese and um maybe i didn't get the same opportunity as connor hazley we didn't have uh sort of intensive mandarin classes but what i did learn was just from experience you know just going around the place um uh for sure um but as uh, it's definitely it's a it's a hard language to pick up but if I was to go back out again, I'd definitely put more emphasis in the trying to learn it, you know. Yeah, and I suppose um, what we sometimes advise any students going out to um, China and all the other countries, you know, the Language Centre um, at Queen's, just based in the library, is a fantastic resource for Queen's to have. Um, you know, they have 
I think it's maybe 20 or 30 different languages there, short term, long term. And, you know, if you were undertaking one of those opportunities um, or coming back from one of those opportunities, it's a, it's a chance to pick up another another language and go through the, the courses there. And they're brilliant. So, um, guys, just before we uh, sum up um, and conclude, um, is there any specific part of your program that really stands out or a moment or, you know, something that really kind of went here? I'm actually in China undertaking <laughs> a brilliant program and it really hits home. Um, yeah, there were, there were a few that we uh, going to going to the wall was quite something that was that was pretty ridiculous. Like, uh, um, yeah, walking up that there, uh, that, that was that was quite something. And um, also the fa- the day with the family, yeah, like, like I, I can't reiterate that enough. I remember like trying to make dumplings with the with the mum, and I was awful at it. And so it was me and two other people, and they were making the dumplings away, and I was trying, I just couldn't do it. And so she goes, like, Oh, just go go sit with the kid, and I just sat with the kid. <laughs> play with him instead because I was just it was just better with the kid than I was with the with the dumplings. Stuff like that. It was the little things like that that really made it made it quite something. Yeah. And Connor Maxwell, what about yourself? Oh for sure. Um yeah, I'd spent plenty of time out there and I've I've been to quite a few cities and around the place like um the wall is definitely a, a must see. Um I also went to the um Jan Jan Sorry my pronunciation is not the best, but um it's like a the national park out there it's where they filmed um avatar okay. where they based the, the rainbow mountains and um, i mean it's it was incredible incredible yeah you know what i suppose with these experiences although you're kind of you're in your head you're kind of basing yourself in one place there is the opportunity obviously at weekends and evenings to explore as much as you want and and like yeah. connor heasley you said you know with the likes of the study china program there's time afterwards yeah. to go and visit yeah. the yeah. country yeah. as well um, guys, oh, I'm just going to uh, conclude now um, with the with the Q and A here. But I suppose, can I, you just give a final bit of advice um, to any students who are thinking about applying to you know your your program and and maybe what their next step would be? So, Connor Heasley, um, in terms um, of study China, yeah, yeah. Well, I just obviously the advice is just do it. Like it is. Like I, I, there were people from all walks of life who were there, and they all. As far as I was aware, they all enjoyed it. Like, like it's it's some experience. Um, uh, yeah. The, your next step. So yeah, the, the application is open later in the year. Like you're saying, yeah, like it should December. be later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it being around then that I applied for it. So just yeah, take your time in the application. Fire that off. Um, uh, in the application process, you put down the three. There's the three Hangzhou, um, which is near Shanghai, Shanghai and Beijing, and you put down in order what the three you would do, what the three you want to go to, like in in the order of preference. Um, so take your time in that there. Think about what you want to be at, and um, yeah, just sort of best of luck. It's good luck if you get it. It's quite something. Yeah, and uh, Connor Maxwell. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same. You know, I think if you're on the fence about it, I kind of was about it at the start. It's it's mm-hmm. not an easy just picking yourself up and you know going to China for three months, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's definitely definitely worth it. Like you know, you have to just go for these sort of things. Um, but I I have. I have friends now from you know all over the world you know because of it um i'm still in good contact with uh the guys i met out there at the company you know the other guys from brazil and spain and you know all over the place um but in terms of the application yeah just get an application form in and you know there's there's a lot of help there to help you through the process and that sort of stuff um and uh yeah i asked a as uh, was mentioned there it's not it's not just China or Asia, you know, you can go to Europe or 
Africa, South America, you know, all over the place. So just have a think about what you want to do and where you want to go, you know, and the guys can help you out. <laughs> Brilliant. No, that's, that's, look, that's, that's fantastic. I suppose the last thing I want to just touch on is, um, you know, and you kind of covered this uh, before at the start of the kind of Q&A about, you know, having that experience on your CV and, you know, the skills obviously that you've learned from doing it. But um, I suppose, do you think that, um, being able to talk about your experience will benefit you going forward with your career. And Connor Heasley, I'm going to throw that at you first. What did I gain from it? Um, yeah, well, well, I suppose more about, you know, when you're going to be applying for jobs and yeah. going to interviews, will you use that experience to talk about during, you know, during those oh, sort of oh, times? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, yeah, if there's any interview, it's, it's what I want them to be talking about. It's, I'm very proud of it as a, as a thing on my CV. It, it looks really good, you know. Have said like I am willing to to do this. I will mm-hmm. I will try anything kind of thing. It makes you seem like confident, adaptable. It's yeah, it's it's great to have. And I am I think you know what I mean. I'll come out the other end of it more confident, more, more. so yeah. It's, it's quite something to have definitely. Yeah, it's funny funny you mentioned the confidence that you know we would see from these programs. Confidence and resilience are two things that students yeah. really kind of when they, when they undertake an an experience, whether they're they've had an absolutely brilliant time or maybe there's been you know a few times when you thought, ah, I really didn't want to do this, but they've turned it around. The the resilience and the confidence they gain from it are, are just a, a, exceptional. Um, Connor Maxwell, I suppose yours is a little bit different because, you know, you've done your placement in the industry that you wanted to, that you're in. Um, you know, in terms of going forward with your CV and with interviews, are you going to use IAST? I assume you are. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely looks as a, it's definitely a good stepping stone, you know. Um to get in there i still have the you know the links with the guys out there in the company and stuff as well um yeah it, it looks it looks very good on a cv i must say um <laughs> it's uh you know it, it's it's a great experience and it's, it's definitely worth doing you know it's can i do brilliant here guys thanks very much for coming along and sharing your experience absolutely fantastic to hear from you we, um, if you wouldn't mind hanging around, I'll, I'll get you to switch off your camera and your mic now. If you wouldn't mind hanging around in case there's any questions that come through the chat. And if anybody wants to ask um, either of the Connors questions, um, by all means, um, do so. Um, so, yeah, I'll get you to switch off your, your mics uh-huh. and your, your cameras now, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah. And thanks. thanks very much, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. Cheers. Um, and I'll just hand over to uh, Rory now, who's going to continue on with the rest of the session. As Connor said at the start of the session, my name is Rory McGrillan. I'm a development officer with the Global Opportunities team, and I've been in the team for over three years now. Um, I find that their discussion with Connor and Connor very, very interesting and fascinating, just what they get up to and what they experienced. I want to finish off the session just with a few more programs to highlight to yourselves and introduce you to them. The first one is a Generation UK program. This is a fantastic opportunity for students that meet the eligibility criteria to essentially spend two months completing an internship in the industry of their choice in one of six locations throughout China. So it could be any one of the major cities such as Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen, or Hangzhou. Um, I did mention there the eligibility criteria. This is quite restricted in the sense that it's only open to second years and above, and those students that have a UK or Irish passport and are also open to those students who inner who have received or are in receipt of maintenance grant. So if you do meet that criteria, I would encourage you to 
consider this opportunity. Uh, I'd mentioned that you complete a two-month internship. It can either be directly related to your subject area or degree pathway, and you can gain that professional experience, or you can choose an industry that you're maybe interested in. So the reason I mentioned that is over recent years, we've had examples such as like a medical student completing a, an internship with a startup company or a history student completing an internship with a, a business. So if there's an area that you're interested in, this is certainly an opportunity to gain international experience, but also industry experience. Uh, Connor, both the Connors mentioned fees. And again, there are fees and costs associated with this program. So the program provider, the British Council, cover your placement fee, your accommodation, your travel insurance, and airport pickups. They also provide support throughout the opportunity. However, on this for this particular program, students have to pay for their own flights, their visa costs, and any day-to-day -day expenses. So, in advance of sort of applying for this, it's good to go along to the more specific and detailed information session and get the sort of day-to-day -day sort of or the more specific details. As mentioned before, there may be potential bursaries through uh, the Careers Employability Skills International Travel Scholarship, but details will be announced in semester two. Similarly, this program isn't currently open for applications, and we're hoping that it'll open semester two, but the British Council are just keeping an eye on how things are developing with the COVID situation. Another opportunity for students is volunteering opportunities, and this is very popular amongst Queen's students. Uh, first of all, I would recommend everyone to go onto the Queen's Volunteer SU website and have a look at both the international as well as the local volunteering opportunities. Um, it's a great way to sort of give back to worthwhile causes. It's a fantastic way to gain professional experience and enhance your CV. But you know, students always sort of comment us how much personal development they've made. And similar to what Connor and Connor mentioned during theirs, there's a lot of sort of confidence, personal development and sort of putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Um, with volunteer opportunities, I do sort of have to mention that you have to approach these with caution. Um, when you're choosing a volunteer opportunity, I would always encourage you to seek the guidance from the Queen's Volunteer Students' Union, because they can provide specific information, quality assurance of organisations, and details of how you can raise fundraising money for the programme. And they can also directly connect you with organisations. So. There's a few that I've highlighted on the screen here. So we have 10 foundations, we have Habitat for Humanity, I think Pacific, VSO and Projects Abroad. These are all organisations that have been quality assured. Um, none of them will be at the fair on Wednesday and you'll be able to connect and speak with them in terms of all the specific details of programmes. If I highlight uh, Habitat for Humanity and 10 foundations, those are two organisations that were the RAG charity for 2018 and also 2019. So they, over recent years, have taken quite a number of students abroad. So, for example, a group of students went out, went out to ten, went out to the Philippines with ten foundations, and Habitat for Humanity were organising a program last year to go to Cambodia, but unfortunately, due to COVID, it didn't happen. So, again, they'll be similarly looking to organise a program for next summer. I think Pacific is another organisation that. Uh, adapted well this summer. So a lot of their programs were cancelled due to COVID, but they were able to opt, offer virtual remote internships. And again, this is something that they put into place this summer and they hope to continue for next year. So I'd recommend everyone have, go along to the Go Global Fair tomorrow and chat with different organisations and get more specific information.
So coming towards the end of the session, I just want to highlight some further events that we have this week. So we have our main Go Global for tomorrow from 12 to 2. And if you haven't already registered, I would recommend that you do. Uh, on Thursday, we have two final sessions. So we have the first one at 12 o'clock, and that will focus on European opportunities and highlight programs such as Erasmus Study and Erasmus Work, which are main, main mobility programs within university. And also on Thursday evening at five o'clock, we have a very informal alumni networking evening and some past Queen's students will come along and talk about the international programs that they participated in and also share some advice and information on how that, on how those have impacted their future career decisions. So it'll be a very interesting evening to hear from them, but also an opportunity to, for you to pitch some questions to them and, and shape the, the direction of the, of the event. In terms of uh, going back to what Connell mentioned at the very start, we communicate with students in a vast array of ways. So we are in regular communication by email with students on a daily basis. We speak with students through our virtual drop-in sessions and have video calls. These can be booked through my future. And it's just a, a 50 minute appointment where we can talk about a specific program in more detail, or we can go over all of the programs just as a summary. Um, it's just a, a great way to start your, your sort of research on these different programs. Uh, Connell also mentioned that throughout semester one, semester two, we'll have a whole range of very specific information sessions. So I would encourage you to check out the careers events page and also look at the events section in my future. You have been listening to Find Your Future, a podcast from careers, employability and skills at Queen's University Belfast. For more career helps and advice, visit go.qb.ac.uk careers.